Welcome to the High School Backups Podcast here. Uh, this is episode number two, and we're very excited to get some of the topics today. Uh, we're dancing for reasons unbeknownst to ourselves, and we're just trying to vibe out. You know, Tuesday nights can get any more sweeter when you got a podcast. So uh, we got a few fun, po- a few fun topics to talk about today. I'm trying to get our first real segment we're going to be doing on a weekly basis, which I'm real pumped for, and everyone but two people in this, you know, call are pumped for. And uh, we're definitely going to get into it. I'm mostly pumped for it. Okay, fine. Six, uh, six and a half people or so. Seven. <laughs> Um, so we're going to definitely get into it. Um, so let, let's get right into it today. Let's bring up kind of our list of topics we're going to be going over. Uh, so first off, we're going to get right into it. New England news. So uh, one of the biggest things I wanted to talk about was directed specifically with the Celtics. Uh, they have been on a hot streak recently. They just lost their most recent game, um, which is kind of garbo. But regardless, they had won like 13 out of the last 15 before that. Been on a hot streak, kind of... I think there are, there are ceilings like two seed. The basement could be nine, ten seed if they start choking really hard. But uh, hope is they'll keep it up. So uh, what else do you want to talk about? I'm going straight into Patriots news. <clears throat> a lot of receiver news today, boys. We're talking Calvin Ridley trades. Uh, mm-hmm. You're talking Chase Winovich in a second for Calvin Ridley. I don't care how long he's been away from the game. You pull that in 20 seconds. Uh, Patriots showed interest in Juju Smith-Schuster today essentially just sharing a post and put up but yeah he's been really good for us was a quote from the Steelers to the G, uh, Steelers GM and then in draft news the Patriots are looking at Jamison Williams uh, Traylon Burks and Chris Olave Chris Olave so Patriots are looking to get a number one receiver boys I'm amped I'm all for Patriots going for receiver but uh, I think I'm iffy with Calvin Ridley just because he's still away from I'm really thinking like coming back. And he had one very successful year and I feel like if we're giving up Chase Winovich a second round pick and depending on the cap hit he could have, I just I hope it's worth the risk so that it's not like, oh, he just had a really good season like Juju. As much as I love Juju, he has he has had like one hundred yard receiving game since his last since the the season he played with Antonio Brown. So, I don't know. I think okay. both of them, I, I hope that we don't have to pay a high price for them because I don't know I, I don't know if I consider them a true number one. To, to be fair, to give Juju a little bit more credit, he did have Ben Roethlisberger as his quarterback. That doesn't always help his capital. Old Ben Roethlisberger. Old Ben Roethlisberger. Old Ben Roethlisberger. I'm not a Patriots fan, obviously, but like, I would still – take Juju and he like especially with, with Mac Jones as the quarterback like I don't know how you guys don't have, love that combo like that's a deadly combo if I, that happens I, I, I like the idea of Juju as a receiver but will he be able to withstand being with the Patriots way being able to not have all these antics that he pulls no dancing yeah like no dancing and all that type of cringe stuff that he does feel like if he wants to win, he'll do it. He's he's more into that TikTok game. Is <laughs> being on that field sometimes. I just can't see him really being a uh, true true player to the Patriots' way. And I think we people, I'm sure, like a counter argument could be like, oh, we have Gronkowski on the team for a while. You know, 
had we had big head receiver like Randy Moss for some time, but I feel like when you have someone who's so involved in social media, I feel like that's that's the exact kind of like he's posting all the time, he's on Instagram a lot, like that kind of out of uh, football activity is what Belichick hates. He hates social media. He does he like he never I don't think he has any social media accounts. So I think so- all right, Steve, you, you can go again. Sorry, I just no. cut you off there. My bad, bud. No, it's all good. I was, no, I I was just... Don't think, I don't think he would fit in super well. I see. That's where I disagree. Like, I think I think what it comes down to there is the difference in head coaching. I think Bill Belichick, that's something that he wouldn't tolerate, whereas Mike Tomlin does. But I think that's Mike why Tomlin. it's not necessary. But Mike Tomlin literally told Chase Claypool one time he was not playing music out of practice, and Claypool was very upset with that decision so like what uh, kind of music was he playing like it could have been but don't know just what... in general he said he did not want music playing at all at his practices wasn't that like, also after they lost badly though like still still like the fact that like tomlin kind of has that mentality of i don't care we should be a winning team we've had we have like Totally yeah, but it's still the fact that like they have that amount of Super Bowls, they've won so many that that franchise. It's just that he wants to make sure that franchise stays alive that way without having any of these antics in practices and all this fooling around. Like that's what Bill wants. He wants players who are going to be able to do the Patriots way of being able to run through practices, not fool around, and just be able to play football. I yeah, just, I, I I disagree to an extent though, because he's done that before. With plenty of receivers to bring him in. Randy Moss is not just a, you know, Randy Moss would be kind of like those guys are now. I don't know if he, I don't think he'd be like Juju, but he'd definitely be, you know, having fun on the sidelines doing his stuff. You know what I mean? And he did then, so you know, obviously he brought Antonio Brown, and that didn't work out, but. um He's not opposed to bringing in players if they're going to be worth it for him. Because uh, any player that usually goes there usually gets in line with, like, whatever it is. But they don't usually, like, just take them and say they can't still have their personality. But they usually tone it down for Belichick. So I think that'll be fine. I think the bigger problem is we have to restructure how the team's going to look then. If we're bringing in Juju and bringing in Calvin, really. Because those guys are going to need money. Um, they're worth more than what we've got now. So we have to get rid of... Like I think, I think we have to ship out what if the second round and um, Winovich are what the Falcons want, then that we obviously pull out in a heartbeat. We've got Ridley. If you go for Juju as well, then you need to ship out like Aguilar and you know maybe Nikhil with him, and then now you're set because you got those two plus Bourne and um, somebody help me out with the other receiver. Oh, uh, uh, Jacoby Myers. Oh, Jacoby Thank you. Jacoby Myers. Myers, right. And the two so, tight ends. Still have two tight ends. There, right, so. right, right. But I'm saying just receiving core. So. Let, me, let me make one thing clear. I think you only need one or the other. And Calvin Ridley's still on a rookie deal. So if I'm Bill Belichick right now, I go and trade Winovich in a second round for Ridley, and I probably still pick a receiver in the first round, especially if I'm 100% with you. That's 100%. It's a better deal. Um, especially if I can get Jamison Williams. What? I'm if still Ridley's, sending Aguilar out. At least in his third year, when in, this was his third season, so he, so he definitely played. He played in Bama with Jones, probably like when they were in practice and stuff. So they know each other. They've got to. Just having that little bit of that Alabama connection 
can help a little bit. Kind of chasing the Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. Really, yeah. I want the Patriots to get a receiver, like a number one receiver, like in free agency, and spend some of the draft on a deep, on like athletic linebackers or maybe a strong safety because we have really old linebackers. I would love to see the first one pick. I mean, I have to do some research myself, but I would love to see kind of a very fast middle linebacker that can cover because we have our pass rushers out the side. That's great, but we need someone fast to be able to chase down somebody like Josh Allen, which is a our biggest threat right now yeah i i mean i think we can get into the roster issues for the patriots and we could do a whole segment gets a little bit closer to the draft um the the one thing is i'm 100 percent down for the second round pick in winovich i would also be willing to give a similar package for a juju maybe a winovich and a third or fourth um or even Aguilar in a third or fourth like i'd be fine with that but Regardless, um, I think that's pretty clean. Uh, Jack, or Jack, Jesus, Jake. One last point. Yeah, one last point. Uh, the Patriots already have that linebacker on the roster. His name's Cam McGrone. He was an underrated mm-hmm. fifth round pick. And Josh Uche. Josh Uche is also nasty, so he's hurt. Talking about inside linebackers right now, this kid Cam McGrone can play. Uh, he was up, he went uh, went to Michigan. He has some injury issues, past injury issues that kept him off the field his rookie season. But if you're looking at speed at linebacker, Cam McGrone's got it. Yeah, Dante Hightower is probably gone. Dante Hightower is probably gone. He doesn't. I, I think he's always Van Noy. I really don't think we'll sign. No, him. Van Noy's a nasty edge rusher. I don't think he got rid of him. Honestly, I think the I think he fits perfectly. We need some sort of veteran back there because McCourty's gone soon. So, yes. Well, I'll that's take, a whole other. If you guys don't want Vinoy, I'll take Vinoy on the Giants any day of the week. So, yeah. Andrew, if you want to get rid of Vinoy, he can come to New York all day long. I'll take I Sterling Shepard for Vinoy. Deal. Yeah, I, yeah. Do that, I do that uh, Okay, so moving on to the next one, uh, probably a shorter topic here um, because truthfully there's really no details around it. So today the MLB and the Players Union did not come to an agreement. Uh, today was the deadline in order to officially reach the start of the season time, meaning that there will be some sort of delay. So the question is, how much of a delay? So I personally have a strong suspicion it's going to go to at least May, if not June. I do think that is long, but I have a strong suspicion that the players aren't going to budge and the owners really aren't going to budge. So I'll say uh, the uh, the MLB got a lot closer over the past nine days than they had been. In the end, it still came to nothing. I know they put the deadline early today. They put it to 5 o'clock, came back again, um, and didn't get to an agreement. Um the players association is much higher on a lot of the numbers they want versus what the owners are willing to do. Um, I know I was something with the, uh, what was it? The players wanted 80, $80 million in the arbitrations um, and then go up 5 million each year. Uh, the MLB went from 25 million to 30 million saying they would go start with that. Um, so they did come up, but they didn't come up nearly obviously enough for the players and there was a bunch of other things as well so i think they're going back and they'll reconvene and i think it's like a week or so two weeks something like that they're going back to establish when they're going to come back and meet again with a, a new deal from each side so we'll see where that goes i'm still hoping that we do have the mlb i know me and kyle may be the only ones that really care about the mlb on this podcast but um i know no for me, i do too i'm all over it 
Okay. I do know for me, like, growing up, um, I had my grandfather who was friends with the Yankees team doctor. So we had, we got to go to his box. So I grew up going to like Yankees games a bunch of times throughout the summer. And so for me, it's like a summer tradition to just have baseball and have it there and watch it. So I really hope we do get it. But I think right now they're going to miss a few games, which will be the first time in history. So that's big for them. But I think it'll be, I think they'll get it, you know, maybe mid to late April. I think we'll be having an MLB season. If not sooner, I'm hoping, but we'll see. I really, I'm surprised the owners haven't budged yet. I think we're looking at a year without baseball, boys. Uh, on the opposite end of that, I don't think they play. I don't think they play at all. Uh, the MLB and the MLBPA are way. They're separated. They're on opposite ends of the spectrum right now. Quite like me and Austin are, where I'm saying no season. He's saying we'll get it by April. And don't get me wrong, I'm not the biggest baseball fan, but I do love me the Red Sox. And I mean, I just don't see a world where this gets done anytime soon. I'm with you, Jake. I really don't see if if there would be anything. I don't think it would happen before July. Realistically, I th- I think like you were saying, the owners and the players are just so far apart. There really realistically isn't agreement that's coming soon. I, I do agree with you there that it will be like a, a season without baseball, which just won't feel the same. I'm with Kyle and Jake. The best, I like, I don't go to baseball games very often. It's more of a Fenway thing for me that makes it kind of for Boston itself. If you really want to see baseball, at least, um, I always used to go to Manchester for Fisher Cats. It's not as good because it's not like the whole Boston Red Sox, but it's still baseball and it still has a little bit of baseball vibes. And you can chirp at the players, too. Really yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, it's it's going to be interesting. We'll see what happens over the next few weeks. I'm sure we'll talk about it. Hopefully, we'll get a new deal and we can get excited about it. Um, we're going to move on to some more fun topics here. So, um, the rest for the next uh, next two at least, I think we're going to have some fun here. So, we're going to play a little game we're going to call "Who Starts Where." So, uh, we're going to bring up 13. It was originally 12. Now it's 13 teams who we are each going to, I guess, decide who we think is going to be the starting quarterback there. Um, we're going to go through each one by one and uh, kind of make that our guesses, I guess. Um, this is a topic I've seen a few other places, so this is going to be fun to kind of go through. So let me pull that up real quick um, so that we can take a look. So we have tw- we have 13 teams here, excuse me, uh, that we are going to be looking at. Now, of those 13 teams, we're going to go one by one. Uh, we're not going to get too in detail. We're just going to decide who do we think is going to be the starter next year. Uh, so I will start. We're just going to go top left in order, like reading a book here. So uh, Buccaneers, I am 100% convinced that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to the Buccaneers. I think that uh, the 49ers will have no choice uh, but to get rid of him uh, because other reasons. So um, whoever wants to go first, let's go Andrews at the top of the screen. Start the Bucks. Um, I have to agree with you, Jimmy G. That's nice. Nice. Austin will go in alphabetical order. All right. So I think the Bucks. Um, I think they might take a take a swing at somebody in the draft. Uh, we'll see what they. It, if Jimmy G's available, I think they look at him. But I still think Brady might be coming back. So we'll see what happens. Um, I think he's going to pull a Jordan. He's going to come back, and he's just going to skip until right before the season and come back in. And but we'll see. 
We'll see. I think if he comes back, he's going back to the Bucks. I don't. I don't think he's going anywhere else. So. I don't think there's going to be a quarterback NFL ready available for them with a draft pick, or else I would say they draft somebody. But honestly, it's looking like Jimmy G. I know they've expressed strong interest in Jimmy G. I also think there's a possibility you see a Jameis Winston reconnection in Tampa Bay, but my brain is telling me Jimmy G. Uh, I could either see another Patriot such as Brissett or Jimmy G because they've they're used to Brady history now. Actually, not a bad take, Justin. I was expecting you to say something. Like, I thought you were going to say something, kind of, kind of copy what Austin said. That was actually a really good take there. Uh, but Jake stole the words right from under my mouth. I was thinking of Jameis Reconnection in Tampa Bay. Honestly, uh, a Jameis reunion, I don't know. I don't – I mean, he got eye surgery, which I think is a good thing. So hopefully he'll see who he's throwing to that is in defensive back. But gotta give it to uh, gotta give it to Jimmy G. He's coachable, good leader. They have a really good offensive line, so they can protect him. So I think Jimmy G. Yeah, I just think he fits well. So uh, coming to one that could go many of directions. So uh, the Seahawks and Russell Wilson and his interesting situation. Now, as much as I would love to him, and we've discussed this previously for him to come to the Patriots. I do think the Patriots are stuck on Mac Jones, uh, and not in a bad way. Um, so therefore, I do think Russell Wilson will go to a team such as either the Bears or the Steelers, which leaves the Seahawks in a weird situation. Um, and truth be told, they're kind of a position where I think it makes sense to draft a QB and kind of reset a little. So especially with DK being so young, I do have a feeling Pete Carroll's probably going to be out of there sooner rather than later. So I'm going to go with uh, a high draft pick. I'll probably say Kenny Pickett, to be honest, because he's probably highest. Maybe they do a trade-up for him and whatnot. But um, we'll go, they're probably going to draft one, and it could very well be Kenny Pickett. So. I got two options that I think they might go with. Um, I feel like since Marcus Mariota's contract with the Raiders is up, they could potentially take Marcus Mariota. He's had some really great seasons with the Titans. Filled in for Derek Carr pretty well. Um, when Carr went out with an injury, I think like two seasons ago. Um, and I could also see them going with a high draft pick. Uh, Kenny Pickett. I mean, man has shown really great potential to be a starting quarterback. Yeah, I think I don't know. I think I think he goes back to uh, to Seahawks. I think they re-sign Russ, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. But I, th- I think Russ is back in Seattle for at least one more year. So let's make one thing clear: uh, Russell Wilson's deal is not up in Seattle. It's going to cost. <laughs> no, it's going to cost an arm and a leg for any Worth team it. to trade for him. The only Worth team it. that has. The only team that has the assets would be the Eagles, and I don't see them moving off of Jalen Hurts and three first-round picks when their team isn't ready to win now anyway. going to be Russell Wilson. Um, you could see somebody like Denver trading, but it's going to mortgage their next four years because they'll ask for four first-round picks. So I'm going to go with Russell Wilson as in Seattle. 
Uh, it's a hard one because, like, as Jake was saying, because of the um thing, I would almost want to say Joe Flacco, but like he did, but everyone hates the Jets right now, so I don't think so. Um, I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking a really outside the box one here. So I, I do think Russell Wilson is going to get traded. I'll get, we'll get to that when we get to that team. And because they are, they are up here. So I, I do think he'll be traded to a team that we're going to talk about, but I don't think they're going to draft anyone this year. I think that means they're going to ride with the Q back that's already on their roster. But I think the Seahawks are going with Geno Smith. They're going to ride and try and go for a top five draft pick next year. Honestly, it makes no sense to trade Russell Wilson because the reason why they, the reason why they're relevant in any way, shape, or form is because of Russell Wilson. That Legion of Boom, their defense has gone down ever since. If I'm correct, the worst secondaries last year. So it, it I think they're going to fight to keep. I honestly think. It would be dumb for them to to not keep Russell Wilson. So I think it's going to be Russell Wilson because the Seahawks, I think, understand the, the the dire situation of, yeah, we're really nothing without him because no team's going to give us stuff for him. And he's the reason why, you know, we're, in, we're considered a playoff team. So it's going to be Russell Wilson. It would be silly of the Seahawks to not make an attempt to keep him. Disagree, Steve. Think it's time for them to back up a little bit. So I guess we'll see. Um, I think this one's going to be a pretty quick one. Uh, Giants, Mitch Trubisky. There's no other right answer. Daniel Jones is dog, and therefore I firmly believe that Mitch Trubisky will ride them to a seven-win season. Three more than or two more than uh, Daniel Jones could ever bring him to. So uh, yeah, Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> Kyle, do you hold your hoops for you? <laughs> Uh, I mean, I would say if the Seahawks don't take Marcus Mariota, that's the case. I'd say Marcus Mariota to the Giants. Man needs to have another start. I think that they might just stick with Daniel Jones because they're not going to have a lot of options for him. Um, try to go less than 5-12 and 12, or at least 5-12 and 12 against, they can get a high draft pick and maybe get a better quarterback than uh, that Walmart cashier they have over there. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll just see how it goes. But I think he stays. And if not, I mean, there's nobody else really. So maybe they could get Flacco. Oh my God, uh, side note, there actually was a former grocery bagger by the name of Kurt Warner who did play for the Giants at one point. <laughs> this is uh, true. This is true. As a movie. They, um... They stick with Daniel Jones. There's there's no option but sticking with Daniel Jones for right now. There's no trade partners for Daniel Jones because he's kind of awful. <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be DJ. Sorry, Kyle. I think you're stuck with Daniel Jones another couple of years. He wants it. So I do love Daniel Jones, but I do think Daniel Jones' time in New York is expiring. But I, I, do, I do think that um, they're going to draft a QB this year, a one who is extremely mobile, and I'm extremely excited for him to come to the Giants. I am going to buy a Malik Willis jersey as soon oh. as he gets drafted because he will be the starting quarterback for the New York Giants this coming year. Malik Willis, gentlemen, it, it's happening. Calling it now. I mean, Should have gone with Cincinnati's. 
I mean, I got to give it to, uh, I mean, I'm sounding like a broken record, but yeah, Daniel Jones, if he was any better than the bottom of a dirty trash can, <laughs> I think they could get some serious offers for him uh, and maybe get in like their really high first round picks. Here's the interesting thing, though. I think, honestly, I'm going to take a big swing here, and I'm going to say they're going to take Daniel Jones, their really high first-round draft picks, and I think they'll throw in, like, I don't know, Daniel Jones in there, maybe, like, Sterling Shepard. I think they're going to go for Aaron Rodgers because I think Aaron Rodgers would love to play in a really crappy division with an overrated Dallas Cowboys team because you know they have a pretty good wide receiving core they, you know Darius Slayton kind of picking it up a little bit and those two first round picks that they have I think those with can definitely seem attractive to Green Bay to use that to get a first round quarter a first round QB so honestly I'm gonna take a big swing and say they're gonna go for Aaron Rodgers that's uh well, that, that's fun before we move on to the Packers, I just want to clarify that that will probably not happen due to the fact that the Giants have zero talent on that offensive line. And so they're in the they NFC. And they're in the NFC. They desperately so, need at least one of those picks, Steve, to draft an offensive lineman. But they need that, like six offensive linemen. They need a whole revamp. So They need uh, 20. They're whole team sucks so i'm gonna we're gonna go through we're gonna do the next five we'll do two sets of five here make it a little bit quicker so green bay uh jordan love that's simple uh and rogers is gone i'll explain that later Steelers, uh still russell wilson still my guest they have plenty of assets so that's all i'm saying they have like six good wide receivers so that's all i'm saying uh san fran trey lance simple uh jalen hurts for the eagles although that is an interesting one for the saints which is where i'll stop for this section um. Oh God, I don't really have a good answer. God, it's gonna be Taysom Hill, and it's gonna look full, and they're gonna have to draft a QB or something. But uh, probably Taysom Hill. There's so. definitely Jordan Love with the Roger situation. Uh, Steelers. I'm gonna have to go Dwayne Haskins on this one. Um, been a backup. I think he knows that system well enough that he could do it. Uh, 49ers, definitely going to be Trey Lance. Uh, Eagles, definitely Jalen Hurts. Um, Saints, I think they run another year with Jameis Winston. Drop Taysom Hill, run with Ian Book as a backup. Yeah, I think um, Rodgers might come back. Uh, if not, I think he's going to someone like the Broncos. Um so I could see them making a play. I, I mean, I definitely think the Broncos are going to make a strong play for, for Rodgers, um, and we'll see how that works out for them. I think the Steelers, honestly, I love that take of Dwayne Haskins. I think they definitely at least try him for a year. Um, I, he has the talent to be a, a good quarterback. I just don't know if his head will stay there, but if he could keep his head on, I think he's got more than enough talent to to be a good a, a good enough starting quarterback. I think... Trey Lance is, is starting this year. I think they're finally ready to pull that trigger and see what he's got. Um, Jimmy G's probably gone to somewhere. Um, and then, I, I, actually, I could see Jimmy G maybe even going to like someone like the Colts if they're done with Carson Wentz. So um, that's not a bad place for him to go. And then you've got the Eagles. Uh, there's no reason not to stay with Hurts. I mean, 
you got to the playoffs, you might you got to give him another another year for sure. And I think he's he's good enough to be a, a starting quarterback. All right, let's make one thing clear: Aaron Rodgers isn't going anywhere unless he retires. So it'll be the Rodgers or Love, um, and Rodgers will either retire a Packer or play football for the Green Bay Packers. Pittsburgh Steelers will be starting rookie quarterback Matt Corral, who they'll draft with the 21st overall pick. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers will start in Trey Lance. It's not that it's not that difficult. The Eagles will be starting Jalen Hurts. The Saints will be starting Mitchell Trubisky. So I was actually just looking this up, too. Aaron Rodgers has not declared if he is retiring yet, so he could definitely stay with the Green Bay. Um, it definitely is harder for me to say about the rest of the teams. Jimmy G could stay with San Francisco because he did do okay this season. Um, looking at the other teams, I'm not, unfortunately, too sure about the rest. Um, I do think Aaron Rodgers will retire a Packer. Um, so the Packers also have no faith in Jordan Love being their starting quarterback. They, so Aaron Rodgers isn't going anywhere unless it's for 10 first round picks. So that's not happening. Um, Steelers, I think um, Russell Wilson will go to the Steelers. Um, he wants to, I think he just wants a new set of a new scenery. Um, so I, I think going to Pittsburgh that has a great wide receiving core and a, who's going to be an amazing sophomore running back in Najee Harris too. So I think he, he has the – I think Pittsburgh's a good landing spot for him. Uh, San Francisco's a little bit tricky because the players love Jimmy G. But I think ownership is ready to start fresh with Trey Lance. I do think they end up starting Trey Lance in San Francisco, um, although it, it, it won't be to – a lot of the players do still want Jimmy G there. Eagles, it's easily going to be Jalen Hurts. There's no reason for them to get rid of Jalen Hurts. Um, the Saints are going to go with Mariota, I think. I think he's going to be one of the decent free agent quarterbacks that's on the market that the Saints can snag up. There are some hot takes here. Uh, I'm going to say, yeah, Green Bay, when they trade Aaron Rodgers to the Giants, they're going to kind of figure out, all right, what are we going to do? Mitchell Trubisky? No. Uh, not really feeling him. It's going to be, I'm thinking they're going to pick up uh, Marcus Mariota. I believe Marcus Mariota, maybe have an off year and then use maybe some draft capital to get a quarterback the following year. So take like a year off. I think they just need a year just to, just to breathe after Aaron Rodgers lovely habits. Steelers. I think the Steelers are going to take a big swing and go for Jameis Winston. I think of available quarterbacks, I think especially under, you know, a, a very good coach like uh, Tomlin. I think that's a very good place for him to go. He has a lot of receivers that he can work with. He has uh, a rookie tight end and a really good running back he can work with. And he also has a defense to, that can really lock down when he inevitably throws at least one pick a game. 49ers, Trey Lance, we all know that. Eagles, Jalen Hurts, like, he hasn't shown enough to be, we need to get rid of him. So I think you know, he can run, he can throw. I kind of, it's a very winnable division for sure, so they got that. And the Saints, I think the Saints are going to make a huge mistake and stick with Taysom Hill for some reason, where he should really just be a backup gadget guy. Okay. 
here comes the fun ones for me. I'm going to have four surprises and one regular one. Well, not necessarily four surprises. Okay, we're going we're gonna to rapid fire this a little bit. Wa- uh, Washington, 100% uh, Teddy Bridgewater. I think he fits in perfectly there with that system. I also think he's a better Taylor Heineke and more accurate. And I do think that he's going to fit in pretty good there. So I think Teddy Bridgewater goes over to Washington. I think that the Colts take on Taylor Heineke at that point. I do think he comes over and he is a bridgier quarterback for them because Carson Wentz's system is over there. The Browns stick with Baker Mayfield. He's going to stay there for one more year, play out his rookie contract, and we'll see how he plays. The Broncos are going to get Aaron Rodgers, like we talked about, and the Panthers are going to pick up Carson Wentz and I think at that point, as a backup, I think they either pick up a Jameis Winston or something like that as a possible backup to see who can win that job with an upgrade from Cam Newton versus Sam So I think it's going to be a nice little war there over in Carolina with Carson Wentz taking the job. So, yeah, uh, it's going to be an interesting. Washington, they're going to run it out with Taylor Heineke. Man proved the whole... Prove to the whole entire league that he can play and start. Um, Colts, they're going to re-sign once. There's no way they wouldn't. Um, Browns, Baker Mayfield, they're going to run him out. He had just one bad season. It's not like the... It's just that there was so much conflict going on with the Browns. Uh, Broncos, Aaron Rodgers. Panthers. Um, I think they're gonna draft QB. I don't know which one yet, but it's definitely looking like they're gonna draft because Sam Darnold, even though he got injured, he proved a little bit, but then he kind of fell off. And then they brought Cam in, proved that he could start. Then he fell off. So I think they're gonna have to. All right, so these will be some fun ones. Um, Washington. That's going to be interesting. I don't know exactly what they're going to do. They're going to be looking around for one of them. I could see them making a play for a Jameis Winston to bring in some big arm talent. Um, so I think they either re-sign Heineke or they uh, get Jameis, or they do both uh, and keep Heineke as a, as a solid, solid QB2. Um, I think the Colts move on from Carson Wentz. Um, I think they're going to be also in play for James Winston. I think he's going to have a lot of teams that are going to be looking at him, uh, seeing how he was able to turn around his career with the Saints. Um, as Provided he's healthy, we'll see how, how he does. Um, but um, if he's looking real, real healthy for it, I think, I think he's good. And then I think for um, the Browns, yeah, I think they, they resign. Or they don't resign, but they, they leave him there for the rest of this year um, to see if he can pull it together in time for his contract year. Um, I think the Broncos are going to make a play at Aaron Rodgers to see if they can get him to come play with them. Um, and then if that doesn't happen, I think this is where it gets fun. I think they um, bring in uh, either Carson Wentz or they bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick just to run for a year. I think that would be really funny to watch. I think that'd be fun. I think he would have great first six weeks and then it would be downhill from there but um and then i think in carolina there will be some 
backup QB battle with like Teddy Bridgewater and Tyrod Taylor or something like that, um, which would be kind of funny to watch. All right. The Washington Commanders will be picking Malik Willis 11th overall. He will start for that football team. The Colts and the Panthers are going to swap quarterbacks. Uh, Wentz is going to the Panthers. Sam Darnold will be a Colt by April. And they'll sign Marcus Mariota and have a quarterback battle over there. The Browns are going to stick with Baker. There's no reason not to. He's in his last year of his contract. They can do what they want with him after that. The Broncos will be uh, picking up Kenny Pickett with the ninth overall pick, and he'll be starting for them. And the Panthers, like I just said, are going to be trading for Wentz, and he'll be brought in to have a quarterback battle with the Harvard legend Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm with everyone else on Heineke on Washington, Baker Mayfield as well. He's got his little, I don't think it's State Farm, but he's got some commercials. Um... <laughs> Hulu, I think, is one of them. No, I think Hulu, it's that's a, I think it's more where he drops farmers. his keys through farmers. the gate. Wait, yeah, he, I think it is farmers. We, yeah, farmers. Yeah, I think it's farmers. Yeah, that's Sponsors. it. <laughs> I'm not sure Sponsors. about Carolina since um, that's all I know. Cam Noon. Cam Noon. <laughs> I know Cam Noon's such an oddball, like because he got like shutted out by Mac Jones. <laughs> Whoa! Why are you throwing shade at Mac Jones? No, I'm not throwing shade at Mac Jones. Mac Jones outperformed Cam Newton. He was praising him because Cam Newton got shaded out by him. He lost his starting job to Mac Jones. Yeah. Let's go, well, Mac Kyle. Jones mil- Mac Jones is a million times better, so that was oh, yeah. um, Washington Commanders, um, I think they're going to draft a quarterback, but I don't think it's, it's going to be uh, Kenny Pickett. Uh, so I think they're going to go with there. Um, Indy is sticking with Carson Wentz. I don't think they're going to need to give him up. He did fine. They have the number one running back in their league. They have everything going for them right now. Number so. two. <laughs> number one was hurt. Uh, what? Okay. Num- <laughs> number one. I, I, that's an argument for, that's an number argument two. for another day. Um, <laughs> Browns are sticking with Baker. This is the one where I think so. Denver needs to compete with the three other teams in their division who have star quarterbacks. There's obviously no comparison to Patrick Mahomes. He's the number one quarterback in the league. Uh, Justin Herbert is obviously up there. So, and then Derek Carr is up there as well, top 15 quarterback in the league. So Denver really needs a star quarterback if they're going to compete in that division. And one, the one who I think they're going after is Jimmy G. Jimmy G brings them a lot of star Star talent right there behind uh, that old line. So I think Jimmy G is going to uh, go for Denver, not Aaron Rodgers. And in Carolina, I think they're just going to stick with Sam Darnold. They're going to tank so they can get a top three pick next year and draft a quarterback in next year's draft, which is looking to be a little bit more QB heavy. All right, I think uh, the Commanders are gonna. Ooh, see, I kind of bounce back on the uh, bounce around with this one, but. I see them picking up both Cam Newton and uh, uh, Mitchell Trubisky. I kind of see a quarterback battle playing out there because Washington really doesn't know what they are offensively. And I think they're just like, all right, let's get a guy who can run really fast and can kind of throw, and then a guy who really can't throw, but he can run pretty well and has really good style. I don't know. I just think Washington not really know their identity on offense. I kind of 
see them picking both of them to kind of see what their options are. Uh, the Colts, Carson Wentz was had 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions, and had almost 100 passer rating. You know, yeah, he choked near the end, but I think it's worth they keep Carson Wentz and try to get probably a really good a receiver or a younger tight end just to give uh, better pieces for Carson Wentz to throw to. The Browns, you got to keep Baker Mayfield. I mean, if they want to give him a fifth-year option or give him an extension, build up some capital and use him for a big trade the following year, I would think that's a great idea. But keep Baker. He was hurt last year. And as long as your running backs carry the team, you know, he only has to throw three times a game, he'll give you three pretty good throws. Broncos, it's really tough. And I like bouncing around with this, but I think I think I mean they're going to try to go for Rodgers. I think they're going to try to go for Russell Wilson. I don't think it's going to work. It's going to be really really hard to kind of pick those guys up. And I think after a long and hard and awful trade battle, eventually they're going to all right. Let's screw it. We're going to sign Teddy Bridgewater back because despite you know their record, Teddy Bridgewater completed 70% of his throws and if they can maybe kind of lock it down and get become like a run first offense play action so that they don't have to put the, the game on Teddy Bridgewater's shoulders they can but I think after a long trade battle they're just going to be exhausted and just kind of go for their most convenient option. Panthers I think they sign Ryan, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick and have him and Sam Darnold duke it out where Fitzpatrick's going to start, have two really good games, and then it's going to go back and forth. And they're eventually going to tank because Carolina, you know, there's not much they can really do. Yeah, so there's some important points I'll note before we move on. Uh, Colts uh, management has already said they want to move on from Carson Wentz. Uh, so that's a big deal. So I do not see him being their quarterback next year. Uh, uh, the Broncos will not settle for average a second year in a row. Uh, so they're either going to go for it all or deal with Drew Locke just to get a better draft pick next year. That's what's going to happen. Are, are you saying that Jimmy G is an average? Is that why you? He's not a star. Is that or are you just? He, uh, yeah, oh, I'm, ex- I'm average. Um, yes, I would say Jimmy G. If you're going to do a top fifteen, he's somewhere in the six to ten range. But Teddy Bridgewater okay, is somewhere in the ten to fifteen range. So he could maybe win yeah. you a championship, but. Teddy Bridgewater's like 15. When Teddy Bridgewater is healthy, he's nasty. Whatever, Jake. Uh, Sam, uh, anyways, uh, Sam Darnold will not be the quarterback of the Panthers. Who's that? Or, yeah. damn it. <laughs> he, he was straight garbage. So, anyways, uh, moving on to the next subject. Um, so, we're going to go ahead here and check next on the board. Okay, we're going to make this one quick. Besides the Pro Bowl, I think we've all talked about it a little bit. Uh, let's get some one seed versus or one pick versus two pick for the number one overall pick stuff going on here. Let's make it mean something. I really think that's kind of what we all decided. So if anyone wants to jump in real quick uh, before we move on, I still want the XFL to be able to play against the worst team and get pulled up. Back to what I said last <laughs> week and have the XFL best XFL team play the worst NFL team. PR nightmare. Okay. PR nightmare. Wait, wait. What if it was a New York team? From the XFL playing up against like a Florida team from the NFL. Like, who cares? Relocate. 
Oh my god, it'd be awful. Okay, anyways. I just uh, something like that. Something ridiculous. That's already bad enough. It'll make it so much it'll make it so much more fun. You get to realign the divisions every year, it'll be wonderful. (laughs) How about this? We'll just let Alabama play the worst team every year and see if they're worse than a college team. (laughs) They are. That's the issue. I mean, okay. This this game has to have some weight to it, or just something really crazy. Because like, if because if they don't come with anything else, I think they should just stop doing the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl. All right, no pads. Uh, <laughs> leather helmets. No leather pads. helmets. No leather helmets. No pads. All natural. NFL plays rugby. Deflated oh, balls. No. Yeah, it's like seven on seven uh, youth football where they have. Just do flag pads. football. F it. Just go full safe. Now, let's get uh, a full mascot. Football has more tackling than what instead. they're doing in the. <laughs> I, I'd rather watch some high school football play in the Pro Bowl than these professionals literally just patting you on the shoulder. Yeah. It's oh, awful. Out. Yeah, so I'm moving on to something else that's awful. <laughs> these <laughs> OT rules. Steve was finishing something. Okay, go for it. Steve. Ah. Oh, I just want, I don't know if you guys ever seen the highlights of mascots going up against children, like, in halftime games. Oh, <laughs> I would love that. Like, oh, if I give them a full, gritty, a full mascot, full gritty from the NFL and shoving them, like, of course I would watch that. I would rather watch the uh, Pro Bowl, because, like, the most Pro entertaining game would be it. <laughs> Uh, just this is where Justin will insert a clip or a picture of it because I know for a fact the Colts did it because it is yep. hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Yes. <laughs> Moving on quickly to the OT rules. Uh, I think it's as simple as both teams should get a one at least one chance to touch the ball. If one team scores a touchdown or a field goal, the other team should get to touch the ball once. If they don't score. They don't score. If they match the same score, then it goes on. That's the simple part to me. Is that but, like, okay. how long can we let that go on for? Like, I just don't want it to end up being, like, in eight eight times where we're watching them just go back and forth. I'd rather watch it where it goes down to where – because the kickers aren't usually relied on as much. I'd rather watch if both teams score on a possession where it's, like, a touchdown, touchdown, then it's, like, you're – kickers have to now start doing a like a field goal shootout i was kind of thinking of that i was thinking like you just move it back 10 yards or five yards if they keep getting it how many times is a game usually relied on a kicker nowadays i mean the entire playoffs was relied on them i would like to watch a kicker versus a kicker in a field goal kickoff okay i've got the okay you're kind of biased because you're a soccer fan though the <laughs> solution is just have them play an extra quarter and be done with it. You play another 15 minutes and it's over. Like, they do it anyway if you're going to get a tie, so you may as well just let them play the entire quarter, have some really exciting football with two minutes left because the game's probably going to be close, and everybody gets an extra quarter of football. It's a win-win. What about with playoffs, though? No, nah, play, play the extra quarter. One in... I mean, I, I think either way, I think it's fair that both teams get a chance because, I mean, yeah, a lot of these games are decided because one offense touched the ball first. That's literally it. Granted, I mean, you have a counter-argument. You get, like, Cincinnati, which did not have as good of a defense as the Bills, and first throw or second throw picked off Patrick Mahomes. But, I don't know, I like, I like both teams getting a chance to touch the ball and get a touchdown, and then from then on, it's next score wins. But I think it's because it's also really – it's very possible for – 
you know, turnover to happen or something to kind of get messed up. But I do kind of like uh, each team getting at least one chance. But I don't know if they're going to change it. I, I think the most... Can... Sorry, go ahead, Steve. I think it might be... I could even see it being like in the playoffs or only in the playoffs they allow the first team. They allow both teams because there's more on the line. Like in the regular season, like... You know, when that overtime time period or whatever, I think it's 15 minute or 10 minute period ends, they're, they can get into the tie and that's it. And so the last touchdowns just get done, be done with the game. But with the playoffs, I kind of think because there's so much, it's a one and done kind of situation, I, I think at least changing the rule for the playoffs so that both teams get a chance, I think would be a good move going forward. I just think the most likely they're going to do, I think they'll change it at some point, And I think they're going to go to um the uh where you you choose whoever wins the coin flip picks whether they want offense or defense and then you uh the other team gets to ch- choose where on the field it starts from they tested um, that in the pro bowl it was actually kind of cool. yeah it did work a lot i know that's actually what the ravens wanted to do so i could see that happening as the soonest change i don't know if it'll ever change anything else other than that but i think if they change the ot rules it's going to be just something like that um, I think if you do that, you. Sh- I think there should be two possessions um, still because I would love to have the two possessions and then um, whoever scores the most points out of that. But I guess that kind of defeats the purpose. So they'll probably do one possession, flip the coin, one team gets the offense or defense, and then uh, they choose where they go from there. And we'll see what happens. But I think that's the most logical one that they're going to do. Um, otherwise, I think you should do the whole 15 minutes and then have a penalty shootout or, or I should say a field goal shootout um, to, I hate ties. I think they're stupid. So just get rid of the ties by having the kickoff at the end. If you go all 15 minutes extra, which I highly doubt there'd be that many games that do that. So Justin Tucker for the win. So uh, he'd obviously win all of them. You know, what NFL record. I want, I'm saying, I want the NFL to do all their names. Kickers are already valuable, though. Look at but how like, many teams. Not as high want... draft picks. Would you rather hey. have like? No one's ever going to draft rather... high, no matter what. <laughs> I, I would have drafted Evan McPherson alive. round one. Evan McPherson for the W. That dude's <laughs> nasty. Yeah. That dude's nasty. He walked out and said, "Yeah, I won the game." Like literally walked out before he kicked the field goal three times. Said, "Yeah, game over." Enjoy your win. Enjoy your win, Joe. Okay, yeah, well, he was the one who was knocking caps off the top of the goalpost from a Gatorade bottle. That's like, that's what insane. I'm saying. That's right. what but I'm they're saying. still yeah, not worth it. All these kickers, you rely on them to win the games in the last second. That is a lot of pressure on them. All right, yeah, and you rely on quarterbacks to make the last please. second throw as well. So, I mean, okay, I'm not saying that they're not does that almost the whole game. Yeah, and I'd rely on a right guard, but a poor Joe Burrow could throw the ball. We'll yeah. ball. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't rely on two offensive linemen. Well, actually, all of them, but especially right, on the right this? side. All right, now overtime rules. Grab everything. The two players from either side from each team. Let's say like you pick two players to fist fight each other. So you have like oh, okay, no, okay. no, no, no. You do the um. What's the what's the drill where they lie on their back? And then they oh, the Oklahoma drill. <laughs> yeah. That's what you do to end it. Dude, um, could you imagine seeing Donald versus like um Quentin Nelson? That would be amazing. Be I would take I would take TJ versus JJ all day. See who oh, wins that. Oh, Look how awesome this would be. 
Oh, okay. Anyways, uh, moving on to <laughs> our second like, last piece. These sound like halftime show kind of things. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's something. Uh, so, a little bit of an intro. We, we did hear from a few viewers here, you know who you are, that uh, we wanted to hear some March Madness news here. So, there's not a lot to go off of. Uh, seeding happens in the next couple weeks with championships happening in the next couple weeks. One piece of important news, and we can talk about how relevant this is or not. All top six seeds lost on the same day, and seven of the top ten lost in the same day, which is outrageous that that happened. So, uh, any thoughts on that? It just Hot means take. that college basketball is back, baby. Stands are, I mean, fans <laughs> are in the stands, and I am hyped for March Madness this year. Let's go. I'm excited to do our March Madness brackets. I'm super pumped for doing that. Hot we will be doing that as a segment for sure. So uh, We're going to be doing a whole episode, I think, yeah. uh, <laughs> about it. One week, I think, is going to be all of us, and we all have different ranges of knowledge about March Madness. So Which I don't I care how we done. do it. And that's perfect because we're going to have highly, <laughs> unlike in the middle, we're going to have we're gonna have people who really know what they're talking about it, and then we're going to score that junk at the end. We're going to score it and show it in. So. Just remember, I'm gonna always, always upsets the five. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> well, except, what was it, two oh, years ago? All, they didn't upset they at all. They Chicago if they make it in. It's going to upset everybody again. Right. Going back to I this, think... I actually just think that you're seeing a lot of in college basketball because of the one and done rule so with people coming in and not being able to stay you have a lot of talent turning around all the time so these teams aren't necessarily as used to playing with each other especially at the beginning of the year so when you have senior teams that have a lot of guys that have been around for a while they end up rising to the top like Creighton did a while back and some of these teams like Duke and Kentucky end up getting left behind because they have a bunch of freshmen that are doing one and, one and dones I actually think it's a good thing for college basketball I'm just going to put that out there I think it, take, I think, yeah. Go ahead, Kyle. Hot take, Providence College is winning the tournament this year. <laughs> Done deal. Done deal. They lose in the <laughs> UConn both times. They're going to lose in the UConn both times. East is on fire. What I love the East most. winning it this year. What I love the most about March Madness is how quick, I mean, we talk about how, like, the number one seeds, like, the number one teams all losing the same day. That just kind of goes to show how how like you could do so much research into what teams you want to win for March Madness. They have computer simulations that don't, don't even get it right. I once read a statistic, you're more likely to win the lottery seven times than March Madness. <laughs> and I think it, it goes to show with a one and done tournament, teams can have a bad day. Like, you know, if we were to go look at any sort of game, like, oh, this team should have won that game. It's, it's all because, play at yeah. Times, though, too. That's like that's the one thing is not they're not used to playing during the night like during the regular season. They could be playing at like two in the afternoon instead of seven o'clock at night that they're used to. So it's like that's also oh, yeah. a factor. So it's like and I, 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 yeah. fairly young. These guys are fairly yeah. young. The and... crazy thing is now they're younger than us. Yeah, uh, by like, four, four years. I like four years, five years. Why you gotta say that? We're old oh, now. We don't like it. Jason Tatum is a is seven days younger than me. Literally seven days younger than me. Jason Tatum is. That is ridiculous. He has a kid. He's making thirty a year. Like what kind of garbage is that? <laughs> okay. These guys are kids making thirty a year. Just imagine the pressure they gotta feel. Like, all right, cool, I'm going to college. All right, you know this reputation of the school. It's all on your shoulders. Oh, thanks, coach. 
Like these no, guys are fairly young. Now that the NCAA is now offered, is now allowing players to earn their own money, it's not like they really have. It's about money. time. It's yeah, about time the NCAA is yeah. no much as much because it's not like I mean this tournament could just prove um, to get like more endorsements, but like before they all become bust like, in the NBA. Yeah. Um, other than Chet Holmgren. Um. But honestly, I have to say, like the this tournament is probably going to turn out to be probably one of the hottest tournaments this season. It's going to be and fun. Being back, uh, the conferences all all changing. Yeah, I don't changing. think college basketball has been in a better place than it has been no. in a long time. The hype the big, is here. I mean, and they the don't have to compete with baseball this year. Back. Like I, I'm I'm a huge UConn fan, and seeing them in the top twenty-five this year has been like a blessing because That's all time. finally we are finally back in the tournament it hey kemba walker time. is back in spirit it's gonna be dope it's gonna be fun that was the last time they've been relevant it, yeah but he was more relevant yeah. then um he so he... kemba watching that game against cincinnati that bucket oh that splash no, no. that was beater best was i was watching it come down to uh, when he was playing pittsburgh in the big east on that beautiful step back, pop, just let it fly right over the bye-bye defender who broke his ankles. I mean, it was beautiful. I'm not even joking. I was what? What was that? 2011. I was um, it's a long time like ago. 13 or something like that. I remember I'm watching this um, game, and I looked at my dad. I said, "He's gonna do it." Once they give him the ball, he steps back. Pops it. I jumped up. I grabbed my basketball, went outside, and I literally practiced that shot for like so many hours. Dude, legendary. So, so legendary. Austin and I are both from Connecticut, and we both love you, gosh, as you can tell. Yep, yep. <laughs> I just love you because it's the only relevant, uh, or one of the only relevant uh, Boston College teams, at least in basketball. So, uh, uh, Boston College. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes. Uh, okay. Yeah, Moving into the final. Private. The final topic of uh, what we've been debating today, and Camille has some dumb opinions, controversial <laughs> opinions on this. Um, so let's let me pull it up. So uh, officially, they uh, well, Fox College Football put out. Okay, well, College Football uh, put out their uh, essentially a graphic stating what would technically be the new SEC. And talking about how long till you know Oklahoma or Texas won a title, so this sparked debate in our group chat this morning. Because um, Kyle's got so, terrible takes. Yes, true. They're amazing so takes. No, they're amazing. let's let's let Kyle talk first and say his takes, and then let's just all just just Roast crap him. on him for a little bit. I'm yeah, calling so. dibs first. Okay, go all for right, it. So go, Kyle. Kyle, what do you what do yeah. you think about the uh, yeah. tenth best team in the whole of college football last year? Uh, Oklahoma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma. You enlighten us. Is lucky, they play in the third best NCAA football division. That's that's just SEC. Not anymore. Is a division. Well, first off, no, they don't. They will for the next three three years. Was twenty twenty five is when they start. So they don't join the SEC until twenty twenty five. So they still got three more years to prove it to me. They are top four in this conference, which. They are not. They are not top four in this conference. They, I, I'll argue they can be top top ten. I'll, I'll accept that. They'll be top ten in this conference. 
they they're they're not. They have they don't play the same amount of talent as all the teams in the SEC play. They they just don't. There is no equal competition where Oklahoma play. Texas isn't even. I don't even think Texas is close to that level. Oklahoma is way better than Texas is. I, I can go on and on about all these stats that I pulled from ESPN and how Oklahoma. Is. Well, excuse me, sir. That was rude. (laughs) (laughs) Oklahoma is a great school. They are a top 25 school in the country. Absolutely. Not denying that. But they are not top four in the SEC. Absolutely not. They are not. would love to hear you guys' arguments that I would love to rebuttal. But they are not. They are not top four. All right. I'm going to start with, that's the dumbest take I've heard out of your mouth, <laughs> say Daniel Jones was good. Um, <laughs> I can argue that Oklahoma is the second best team on this list, in this graphic right now. Absolutely not. Yes, absolutely. No. The only no. team that is better than them right now is Alabama. I'm not going to get caught up in recency bias that Georgia's won a national title. They're losing their entire defense, and they started a walk-on quarterback. So they're not good at QB. and their Oklahoma also lost back. half their team. They also lost half their team, so. I'm not done. Uh-huh. For the last decade, <laughs> who are the top four teams in college football, Kyle? Go ahead. Who are the top four, top teams, four? In co- top four teams in college football the last decade? The last decade? Yes. Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Notre Dame. Uh, you got Notre Dame? Uh, you got two of them correct. Uh, Alabama's at one. Out of Notre Dame. Alabama's at one. Clemson's at two. Ohio State's at three. Oklahoma's at four. What 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 Oklahoma's stat are you four? using for this? Wins, dude. Wins. <laughs> Look at who they play. Look at the talent. Look at the diff- diff- uh, schools that Oklahoma okay. played versus oh. the schools that Clemson, Kyle. Alabama, Kyle. Ohio Kyle. 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 College yep. football playoffs okay. has been going on seven years. Oklahoma's okay. made four of them. The last decade, Oklahoma is the fourth winningest football program in the entire country. Again, look at how are you going to tell? How are you going to tell okay, me? Okay, so how can you not... say Notre Dame? How can you say Notre Dame? They are literally in the independent system. <laughs> Notre they Dame played is played the more... teams. Notre Notre no, 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 no. Notre Dame has played more top twenty-five ranked schools than Oklahoma has in the past decade. That's you have false. that stat in front of you. That is false. Yes, yeah. absolutely false. Now, going back, at the very least, you say Oklahoma is the third best team on this list if you be given to recency bias on Georgia. Oklahoma, going into the SEC, is going to be able to recruit better. They're already a powerhouse blue blood school. And honestly, I don't see them diminishing that fast without Lincoln Riley. They've got a good new head coach, and they're going to be just fine. If you want my opinion, in 2025, they're going to be playing Alabama in the SEC title game. <laughs> All right, let's look at this first off. Three years, we will get through, we'll come back. Since 2000, right, they've played 10 games in a bowl against the SEC teams. They beat Arkansas in 2002. They beat LSU, or sorry, wait. No, they lost, okay, they lost to LSU with one. They were number one and LSU was two in 2004. So a close game again. They lost to Florida as the second ranked team in 2009 by a close margin. Um, beat Texas A&M in 2013. They beat Alabama as the 10th ranked 
ranked team at the time, and Alabama was third in the Sugar Bowl on in 2014, 45-31 over Alabama. Alabama was in a huge stretch of success in 2014, and they got destroyed there. Um, then they destroyed Auburn in 2017, 35-19. So they have clearly been able to play against some of the top SEC teams, even if you just go back five years, six years, maybe a few more. And the last decade, they have had enough wins against them. And then that's just in bowl games, big-time games. They've also played some SEC teams throughout that. Um, now, Kyle, I'm with you that I'd say that I think Georgia will be better at least or or right at there with them. I think Alabama and Georgia, um, if you go back just the last four years, has been better than Oklahoma. But LSU. the fact that you are telling – yeah, LSU has been around there. But – the fact that you said Ole Miss is better than Oklahoma shows me just how much you shouldn't be talking on this topic. Okay, let's let's get that real. Let's get that straight. Okay. Then on top of that, you also said Texas A&M has been ahead of them. Jimbo Fisher has done a decent job with them and gotten them, you know, to some high rankings over the past few years, but he has done nothing close to making them a top four team nationally or even close in the SEC. You have. You say Texas A&M hasn't been a top four team ranked nationally? They were just ranked fourth last year. Yeah, for how long? Is what I'm saying is they he couldn't keep them there. Holy... What do you mean? They finished top four. They were top ten all season long last year. Top ten, not top four. I didn't say top. They I said top, top four. four. They didn't. They finished top four. They were top four. Wait, let me get this up before I wait. But I'm saying, okay, go ahead. They didn't finish top four. They weren't in the playoffs. So they didn't finish top yeah. four. Oh, because they finished top five, but their ranking for most of the year was fourth. Yeah, they were up there for a little while, but still, they weren't there most of the year, Kyle. But either way, um, that's one year, and we're talking about like over the past decade, over the past five years. So he's had one good season, but we got to see can Texas A&M do it again next year. I think Texas A&M is usually a really good, can be a good school. I think they have the ability to. Um, draft or not draft but recruit but when you're talking Texas who historically has been one of the biggest blue blood teams colleges like they're the one of the huge founders of college football it's Oklahoma it's them it's Notre Dame so like those blue bloods they're the ones that stay at the top usually now unfortunately Texas has been down bad for a while for you know what 10 years now where they've been up and down have been able to find like the right coach to keep them at the top, be able to compete with Alabama, which is hard to do. I understand that because you have Nick Saban, but when we're talking the last five years, Kyle, I cannot believe you put Ole Miss, Texas A&M. Oh, sorry, I forgot. You said South Carolina. They haven't been relevant in five years, really. I, I have some questions. I just on. looked up. I I just looked up the AP top twenty-five poll to end last year. I can't find Texas A&M anywhere near this list, by the way. Literally Look couldn't. Well, like, last year in 2020? I'm looking at it right now. Last year was it 2020. <laughs> last year was 2021. I was talking about a oh, lot. No. <laughs> Kyle, I'm looking whoa, whoa, at the list whoa, whoa, whoa. at the end of last year's Cincinnati. I was talking about, I was talking about 2020. Texas well, A&M hasn't, yes. hasn't been relevant since Johnny Manziel was at school. True. And I hadn't even get to mention the fact that Texas draft. is going to Texas Kellerman was draft. That was last time Texas A&M was relevant. Texas is going to be in the SEC. You want to know what Texas hasn't really done well in the recent years because the Big 12 is kind of just eh. They haven't been able to recruit in Texas. Yep. Most of the 
a lot of the best football players in college football come from the state of Texas. And if I'm the Texas head coach, I'm pointing right at the fact that I play in the SEC and they're going to play the best competition and have a shot at national titles every year. All of a sudden, Texas recruiting is going to bump up and they're going to be a really good football team again. Uh, Kyle, you're just wrong. Same with Oklahoma. Oklahoma's right next to Texas, man. They're going to be close to home, but just far enough away. Fantastic to watch every year now. In three years, if I'm wrong, I will own it. But until then, I'm sticking by my statement. I, I just, right oh man. In three years, I will own it. I will say, you do whatever crazy, Dude. stupid thing you want me to do. I will do it if I'm wrong. But until if I Oklahoma, am wrong. If, hold on. If what? Oklahoma, I got to see what their schedule is next year. It's like I'm looking at it, dude. I'm talking there, about in the SEC. Uh, in the SEC is what I'm talking. There's about. such a there's such a top four on this list, like next year, that like it blows my mind. That it, it literally is Alabama, Georgia, LSU, and Oklahoma. Like there's really it's them and it's everyone else like tier two. Like and it's not even close to me. Like in a few years, maybe different with Texas and whatnot. And hopefully they can pull it together. But like Vanderbilt and South Carolina and Ole Miss, like all these teams are like second fiddle to these top four teams who are literally in the fighting for the championship every year. I don't watch a ton of college football, but I know who is on Alabama, who's on Georgia, who's on LSU, and who's on Oklahoma, as well as Ohio State. You can throw Notre Dame in there. Uh, this year, Cincinnati was huge. Like I know those big schools, and Oklahoma is sure as heck one of them. And I don't care what their division is, but they are fighting for championships almost every year. And this year is going to be rough. I know Jake said Lincoln Riley won't make that big of a difference. I'm sure it'll make a little bit of a difference. But losing their quarterback also sucks. Uh, so it's going to be a little rough for a year. But by the time this happens, they are very well going to be fighting for a championship if they aren't in the next two years. I'll Kyle, be ready for if that Kyle, happens. Kyle, if if they ready. if they get back to the playoff next year and they beat an SEC team, you better own it next year. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. But definitely in three years, you're gonna be eating it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, coming off that heated topic, probably most heated so far, at least on here. Kyle, keep bringing them. I love it. Yeah, dude, we have any anything else anyone wanted to bring up? I know there's some stuff Kyle had brought up possibly talking about we do have a couple minutes to finish this up here um anything that anyone wants to bring up as some kind of you know bow tie to this episode i mean i kind of i feel like uh so oklahoma is moving to the sec and i'm guessing sec is like the top division and uh in college football so now you have it's so now oklahoma at least from i don't watch a lot of college football and i see a lot of oklahoma doing very well and even though they're in a tougher division, because they're in such a, you know, pointed the pinnacle of like, this is the ultimate division in college football. Yeah. Uh, it was much before like recruitment opportunities. I think, I don't know. There's a lot of, there's a lot of talent in the United States. And I think now with Oklahoma, even in a bigger division, that gives them a chance to, you know, to hopefully find some better talent for their team, but it's okay, Kyle, we're used to you talking out of your rear. We love you no matter what. <laughs> But just remember, uh, you know, you guys we'll picked Daniel have... Jones. <laughs> yeah, you picked Daniel yeah, so Jones. You were a Flyers fan, I know, Kyle. I think. Were, were, were. Are you still a Brady fan? Absolutely, Grady's the best mascot in the world. 
Oh, he, just he is N- pretty good. Oh my Screw god. just the NHL. He's the best mascot in the world. No one will ever top Gritty. Oh, the Philly Fanatic's kind of dope, though, low key. So. Yeah, that's pretty sick. Yeah. What's and the Bulls mascot's name? Oh, he's uh, funny, too. Benny. He's great. Benny. Benny, Benny that's right, Benny. I, I wanted to say Billy. I was like, no, it's not that. But. <laughs> I mean, we're Benny's good. This, you know, Gritty is still better. Uh, Kyle, I'm just going to say to you, uh, uh, good luck. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> you know, Rob Parker said Brady wasn't going to another Super Bowl, and he hit in Mexico. So you do have options to hide somewhere. If you yeah. Yep. <laughs> I do not worry. I'm sure if you switch back to becoming a Patriots fan, I think we'll forgive you for everything you've said. No. Oh, no, mostly. no. 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 I'll forgive you, Kyle. If that means you don't anything. get to be a Pats uh, fan again. No. No. Never again. We don't want to be a Pats no. Good. We don't want you. On Barkley jersey hanging up behind him. Kyle, stop <laughs> hanging <laughs> trash in your room. Oh. Gotcha. Get some, get some real merch. Get some real merch here. Ooh, um, no, no, no. I'm with him on that one. Yeah. Wow, that's oh, trash on your head no, now. Uh, no, 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 oh, no, no, no. Look no. at the garbage. Okay. Garbage All right, so, so we got to wrap that up. Um, you want to take it home or? Uh, yes, Nick, there's you... one more thing Kyle did want to briefly mention. I'm gonna let him talk about it. Um, we won't really debate it or anything, but there is something one talk about related to some stuff going on in the world and in hockey yes. specifically. So. We'll let him mention, then we'll wrap it up. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure, unless you guys live under a rock, you guys know what's going on uh, around the world right now. Uh, I just want to kind of congratulate um, Ukrainian um, sports athletes who have given up their time from playing sports to go fight uh, in Ukraine uh, from all different sports and the solidarity the athletes have given the Ukrainian people in general. Uh, I think that's really noble. Uh, so I just wanted to give you a big shout out um, on this kind of platform where you guys deserve it. You guys definitely deserve that shout out. So. Awesome. And I, I know we all agree on the same sentiment. It's been uh, it's crazy stuff we got going on. But um, honestly, it's it's a crazy world. But luckily, we have the ability to do stuff like this on a weekly basis and just talk sports. So, um, Thanks you for, know, for, for prayers. views in one week. Yeah, 100 views on the first video. That was super exciting for us to see. Uh, you know, we're already up over in double digits on subscribers, so so that's awesome as well. And we appreciate everyone for taking the time to listen. To your friends. Yes, yes. Thank you. We we greatly appreciate everyone uh, taking the time to listen here. So um, we do hope you guys have a great rest of your day. We will see you next week. Uh, if not next week, we have March Madness coming up pretty soon. So everyone have a good week. Bye. So waiting on that sponsorship, you tell us. I'm waiting for you. Mm-hmm.